The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. Republican leaders have promised a big turnout for President Donald Trump's campaign rally at the Newport News International Airport today. Virginia's Republican Party Chairman Rich Anderson said the event would likely exceed the Commonwealth's suggested 250-person cap on gatherings because of coronavirus concerns, but Anderson said he's not worried. Our very own governor has permitted huge gargantuan numbers of people in the streets uh, doing protests. Some reports suggest the campaign is hoping to reach voters in bordering North Carolina, with Virginia no longer seen as a swing state in presidential elections. While Anderson says he still considers Virginia a battleground state, a poll released Thursday from Christopher Newport University's Wasson Center for Public Policy shows Joe Biden pulling in 5% more support than Trump among likely Virginia voters. Charles Fishburne reports. Among likely voters, Biden leads Trump 48 to 43 percent. But among the most enthusiastic voters, Biden's lead grows to eight points. Quentin Kidd is professor of political science at Christopher Newport University, and he says that 51 to 43 percent lead is based on Democratic enthusiasm, a 27 percent advantage with women, and erosion of Trump's support among older voters. Older voters have really stood by Trump until coronavirus. The poll also shows Democratic Senator Mark Warner leading Republican challenger Daniel Gade 52 to 39 percent and that Virginians strongly support a constitutional amendment to establish a redistricting commission. Charles Fishburne, VPM News. The wife of Democratic presidential contender Joe Biden just wrapped up a tour of an early voting site in Richmond. Roberta Roldan was there as Joe Biden stopped by the General Registrar's office with Mayor LeVar Stoney. Jill Biden arrived at the new General Registrar's office with a convoy of Secret Service. She stood at the entrance alongside Mayor Stoney and Delegate Lamont Bagby. They greeted early voters and, and local supporters of former Vice President Joe Biden's campaign, who drove by with his campaign signs uh, taped to their car. Even with her husband up in the polls in Virginia, Jill Biden encouraged people to get out and vote, saying one vote could make an election. Roberta Roldan, VPM News. Virginia is expanding its rent and mortgage relief program to landlords whose tenants have been impacted financially during the coronavirus pandemic. The announcement was made yesterday by Governor Ralph Northam. Landlords can apply to receive assistance for late rent dating back to April 1st. However, the assistance can only be requested by landlords on behalf of their tenants, and tenants who need the support can still apply for themselves. Landlords wishing to submit an application can do so at virginiahousing.com rmrp. Advocates raised concerns at public hearings this week about Richmond Redevelopment and Housing Authority's lack of outreach to tenants in its annual planning process. As Yasmin Jamal reports, the documents outline the demolition of all existing public housing. RHA also proposes policy changes which would transition billing and waitlist notifications to a fully virtual platform. Omar al Qaddafi is a housing organizer with the Legal Aid Justice Center. He says this shift would significantly affect current RHA residents and the thousands of people who have spent years on its waiting list. I think it's great to have the option of doing things virtually, but I think to restrict it to only virtual is not really increasing access. It's changing it to be more subject 
the the consequences of inequitable education and the inequitable access to technology that we already have. The public has until September 30th to give feedback on the plan before it's submitted for federal approval. Yasmin Juma, VPM News. Protesters marched down the streets of downtown this week in solidarity with demonstrators in Kentucky. Alan Rodriguez Espinoza caught up with them and brings us the story. Protesters gathered to condemn the decision by a Kentucky grand jury to not directly charge three police officers for the murder of Breonna Taylor. One of those protesters was Andy Baker. It's only black people they're doing this to. Let's be honest. Like, that's why I'm here. Richmond police, wearing riot gear, declared an unlawful assembly late in the night, although protesters were peaceful and unarmed. Yamila, who only wanted her first name used, says the protests have to continue. I want us to get the fire we had at the beginning of the movement back because I see things are slowing down and there's no reason to because justice hasn't been served. Similar demonstrations took place in other cities, including New York, Atlanta, and Washington, D.C. Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, VPM News. Following tense racial justice protests in Richmond, Mayor LeVar Stoney convened a task force for reimagining public safety. As Roberta Roldan reports, the group released some initial recommendations yesterday morning. One of the task force's recommendations is for police to utilize community listening sessions to build trust and accountability. They also suggested creating a new system to route calls for things like mental health crises and substance abuse to more appropriate community groups or social services. This is in line with demands from local Black Lives Matter protesters. Another proposal was for Richmond police to take another look at its use of force policy and require de-escalation training more frequently. All of the recommendations are preliminary. A final report is expected on November 5th. Roberta Roldan, VPM News. GRTC announced yesterday that a bus driver died after contracting COVID-19. In a statement, GRTC said 49-year-old John Thrower was admitted to a hospital on August 16th. He died Wednesday evening. GRTC CEO Julie Tim said she was heartbroken by Thrower's death. She described him as a beloved bus driver who was a positive light and beautiful soul. Tim also urged the community to be cautious since the virus can be anywhere. GRTC is providing free counseling to all employees and their families. All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.